What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome to Snap Judgments AEW Edition. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am here to take you through the events of AEW for this week, May 13th. We will be going over both AEW Dark, which was a double dark episode, and AEW Dynamite, which I just got done watching not too long ago. Um, some great stuff happened, a lot to get in, a lot to unpack, so we're just gonna kind of get into it pretty quickly, but before I do that, I want to make sure you know, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other podcasts, head over to tatnusco.com, check them all out, they're excellent, they've even got Nyla Rose from AEW involved in one of them, so go check them out, keep listening to Raw and Order, And don't forget, we have our Tweet to Win contest. Tweet out a link to this or any of our episodes with the hashtag RawAndOrderWBU, and you've got an entry to win not just one of our t-shirts, but a t-shirt of your choice from ProWrestlingTees.com. And if you tag your favorite Pro Wrestling Tees wrestler in the tweet, you will get a second bonus entry for that. And you can do this as often as you like. So you can spam that tweet button and get as many entries as you want and really stack the odds in your favor as best you can. A great way to win a t-shirt and support your favorite wrestler in their times. of. Um, we're not sponsored by anyone. We're not getting these a discount. We are paying full price for these uh, shirts. So the proceeds go to help out these wrestlers when they can't wrestle. So that's a great option. Um, but we're going to get into it. Like I say, we had a double dark episode. It was an hour and 12 minutes long, I believe, total. It had a lot to get through. In fact, in terms of quantity of matches, I think there were more matches on dark than there were on dynamite tonight. That's a little deceiving because quantity versus quality in a way, but it's still, there were nine episodes. So we're going to get straight into it. Colt Kamana starts off and he faces the captain, Sean Dean. Uh, Sean Dean's been on a few episodes of Dark recently. He's um, obviously an independent wrestler that was able to drop everything and come help them out. And he is making the most of this situation. Um, In the end, Colt Cabana gets the win, but Sean Dean looked good. Helps out both characters. Colt Cabana looks like the wily veteran who knows how to get the win. Uh, He never looked in danger of losing to Sean Dean. But at the same point, Sean Dean looked impressive enough that... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him more even after. Um, I think he's made at least a little bit of an uh, impression. And he'll be, at the very least, used whenever they travel through that. Um, so, you know, in the end, it was a good match, but it was pretty short. Uh, Colt Cabana won with Superman. Pitch is always fun to watch. Uh, Colt Cabana's got a t- Um Moving on, Jurassic Express, uh, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy with Marco Stunt in the corner defeated Ryan Rembrandt and Mike Reed. Once again, a couple more local wrestlers um, coming out. This was a quick match. Make Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus look really good. Um, I, I don't know why, but it's worth pointing out that for both of those uh 
uh, matches, and I think um, most of the matches in there, I'm going to have to check mine to be certain, but uh, the referees wore masks. Uh, so you had Bryce Rensburg in the first one wearing a mask. You had Mike Posey in this one wearing a mask. Um, this one ended with Chisaurus uh, and Jungle elevated a sit cutter that they have to get the win. Moving on, Private Party versus Musa and Lee Johnson. We've seen Musa and Lee Johnson before, but again, local talent helping out when they can. Uh, these guys are making the best that they can, so I got no crime with them, no gripes about it. Um, it it does feel at least a little bit predictable. Uh, most of these matches, you really didn't didn't really expect the local guys to be private. You didn't expect the local guys to be, you know, um, their their enhancement talent at that. But it's still, you know, they're trying to make the best out of it. No, no worries there. Um, then you had a super fast squash match. Uh, Ten, um, who wrestled on Dark uh, just a few weeks ago as as Vanilla Vance, Preston Vance. Um, but he's now in the Dark Order. He's got his his Dark Order mask. He's got the um. I look was able to look at him closer, and they're just uh, painted on. Uh, but hash marks on his pecs. Uh, to ten hash marks. Anyways. Um, he's, I don't know if he's quite ready for the push that they're giving him, but he's making the best out of his, uh, I think he looks the part. He's like six foot five, something like that. Um, but a squash match, John Cruz didn't stand a chance, uh, hit a spine buster, uh, tended and, and got the win. And then Brody Lee came out and applauded. So that's about it. Um, the match I was most looking forward to, um, when they announced it was up next, Ray Phoenix against Alan Angels. Yes, that's right. Alan Angels, who uh, got a whole lot of crap, and Kenny Omega got crap, because a few weeks ago, Kenny Omega and Alan Angels wrestled, and Alan Angels looked decent, and Kenny Omega had a six-minute-long match with Alan Angels, and the internet exploded with neckbeard fanboys saying, ah, Alan Angels was an enhancement talent. He shouldn't have gotten any of that offense. It's stupid. Um, Alan Angels kicked out of the V-Trigger, uh, why would anyone, uh, why would anyone let an enhancement talent kick out of your finisher? First of all, the V-Trigger is not his finisher. It never has been. The V-Trigger is a setup move. There are some matches he hits 10 of them before even attempting a pin. The V-Trigger, it's supposed to be a devastating move, but it's not the finisher. Um, anyways, this match was Ray Phoenix versus Alan Angels, and it was very good. Now, I really, if... If I was in charge of AEW, I would have booked him to win. A surprise win. I would have paid Phoenix whatever we had to in bonus just to say, hey, listen, take the pen. We want to see the internet explode. Um, I'm a little surprised the internet hasn't exploded even with this. Um, Phoenix got the win. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but Alan Angels looked good again. He got a ton of offense in uh ray phoenix made him look good uh there was chain wrestling there were near falls and cradle drop kicks i mean it's it, it i i really think AEW is looking looking closely at alan if only once again to be an enhancement uh talent um to help other people out or 
be, you know, it, it would be so great if they were to inst inst a light heavyweight belt, something or a junior heavyweight belt, uh, something that the littler guys uh, could could go after um, because they are getting a lot more of the bigger guys. You've got the uh, Lance Archer and the Wardlow and rumors have it, Brian Cage. Um, you know, these big guys coming in. It'd be nice to have a belt the smaller guys could kind of go after, like an X division. That would be kind of the way. Anyways, Ray Phoenix got the win, but it still was was a great match all in all. And Alan Angels. Moving on, you had Chris Stantlander versus Danny Jordan. Um... A good match. Danny Jordan's uh, very well respected on the local scene there. So a lot of people were excited for that. Um, there was a boop in the middle of the match, so every Statlander fan was happy for that. Um, in the end, though, Statlander hit the Big Bang Theory, got the victory. No surprise there. So, um, moving on, Orange Cassidy with Chuck Taylor and Trent out there uh, took on local talent Jason Cade. Jason Cade's wrestled a few times as well, so he wasn't uh, entirely a surprise, um, but, you know, it, it was what it was. Uh, Orange Cassidy was able to look good, um, but it wasn't a long match. I don't know. Like I say, it was what it was. I enjoyed it in the end. Uh, Cassidy, um, Orange Cassidy hit him with the, I think they call it the mouse trap, um, where he traps the arm and then it ends up kind of like a small package. Um, and so it's a good little, little match there. Jason Cade didn't look horrible. Um, Orange Cassidy showed off that he actually can wrestle a few times. Uh, so there's that. Moving on, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, went against Skylar Moore. Uh, Britt Baker is doing a great job with Little Turn. Um, really kind of excelling with it. It's kind of the fire that she didn't have uh, when they were trying to push her to face. Letting her be allows her to kind of anyways, and and it's just fun to watch. Um, she, of course, ended with uh, uh, the uh, lockjaw, but before she hit the lockjaw, she asked the referee a glove so she could put it on and safely hit the lockjaw to not expose herself to corona. So good for her. Um, you know, Skylar Moore didn't look bad in this, but in the end, this was, again, those ones that was about setting up the talent to look good, right? That's the whole point of a lot of these matches. You dark just in general is kind of based around that. And then we move on to the main event of the Double Dark episode. Jimmy Havoc versus Luther in a no dis disqualification match. Of course, Jimmy Havoc had Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford out there because they've become friends in storyline, and that's fine by me. Um, and Luther had a nightmare collect disbanded, and he's got no friends. Um, but this was this is about the only problem I had with this is it was a no DQ match, and um, it didn't really go to the levels uh, in a. Um, we know that Luke can stuff. We know that Jimmy Havoc, some pretty hair. And it's not saying there wasn't, there was a lot of chair stuff, but it just wasn't like I was expecting the staple gun to make, you know? Yeah, I really wanted, uh, Jimmy Havoc's, uh, paper cut the webbing thing. And I don't, I don't think I did that. So. But in the end, Jimmy Havoc got the victory. Uh, it was a good match. It just, it wasn't super spectacular. So that's why I might spit down on it. I, I didn't have a problem with it. It's just what I was hoping. Moving on to AEW Dynamite. Like I say, I just got done watching this not too long ago. It's still pretty fresh. Um, it had a lot of matches set up for it, but not nearly as many. This was a quality over. 
experiment. You know, AEW Dark was many matches we can together. Dynamite was let's try to get some matches we kind of set. Um, you had announced going into this. You had uh, Lance Archer and Jake Roberts were going to make an appearance. You had MJF already going to be in in action. They hadn't announced who he was going to be with, but he was definitely. Um, we knew there was going to be that fatal four-way. Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, Penelope Ford, and Britt Baker. Um, and uh, they had previously announced Pineapple Pete Shug D versus Chris Jericho. Um, so there was some great stuff set to happen on this. We went into it and it kicked off right away. You heard Lance Archer's music hit, but instead of just walking out to the ring, he literally threw a person out in front of him and beat him up all the way into the ring and then threw the guy out of the ring. I don't even know who he beat up. It looked like it might have been um, Sean Dean, but they didn't show him close enough to certain, so I don't know. But so then uh, Lance Archer, Jake the Snake, are in the ring. Jake grabs the mic and starts to deliver a promo about, you know, how uh, he's supposed to uh, apologize to Brandy Rhodes, but he's gonna, she kisses his ass. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear this noise and he's like, what is that? And the camera goes to outside and there's uh, Cody in his uh, F-150 Blackhawk addiction, whatever it is. The all black murdered out F-150 has that costs a whole lot of money. I don't even want to think how much it costs. Um, uh, anyways, um, he then revved his motor a bunch of times and then drove it about 30 feet into the ramp and took out a guardrail and then got out of it. And I know what they were trying to do. Um, I think timing worked uh, out against them. What would have made way more sense is if the camera would have caught him coming onto the parking lot and driving up and driving down the ramp and then hitting that and getting out. But it really looked like he was just waiting 30 feet back for the camera to look at him. And then the camera's looking, he drives through, hits a, it didn't quite have the end they were hoping for. But anyways, Cody then proceeds to uh, beat up on Archer and then head to the ring so that he can beat up on Jake the Snake because of what Jake did to Brandy last week. Uh, Archer comes back, they fight back and for a while, and eventually uh, it comes to kind of a stalemate, and they stare at each other across the ring, and we go, uh, a good little segment to help set up the match, uh, but nothing special, you know, like I say, it was a good segment, um, and it does help set up the match that's coming up in, not quite, I'm trying to do the math here, 10 days? Yeah, 10 days. 10 days from today. Date the or aired the. Anyway, setting up that match. No problems there. Moving on, you had Jurassic Express versus The Best Friends. I still, I stand by it. Best Friends have the best theme music in all of AEW. Fight me. That's all I can say. I love that movie. Um, there's two of the most popular ones in it. It was fun to watch that. They go back and forth, of course. Uh, Orange Cassidy on the outside. Um, but, uh, he couldn't end up helping because uh, Ray Phoenix jumps him from out of nowhere. Um, uh, in the end, though, Best Friends still get the victory, um, which was a fun nonstop action. Um, interference from MJF uh, leading up. They've gotten a match, Jungle Boy and MJF, at Double or Nothing. So that set things up there. Best Friends are trying to build up momentum um, so that they get a shot at the AEW Tag Championships. Um, I They do. Uh, moving on, you had the pre-announced Fatal 4-Way match. Hikaru Shida versus Penelope Ford versus Chris Statlander versus Dr. Britt Baker DM. Um, this was a good match. Uh, it, it actually 
it really helped showcase Penelope Mime. Um, she looked really good in this, picking her spots, hitting hitting good things, and, and then kind of ducking out when things got tight. Um, so I had no problem. Um, in the end, though, you had Hikaru Shida pick up the victory. Um, she uh, uh, was able to hit the knee to the face on um, on Penelope Ford. Give her name for a bit. Um, on the inside, Britt Baker was too busy giving a lockjaw with a glove to Statlander on the outside uh, in anger um, to come in the pinfall. Um, outside the ring, you saw Nyla Rose standing there with the, the AEW Women's Championship, which looks so tiny. It looked tiny even when Riho wore it, and Riho's t- um, I really, really hope they redesign that. Um, or, heck, if you're going to keep it on Nyla for a while, just get a bigger version of it. Just just kind of grow it. Maybe even do it gradually. Get one that's a, just a, a centimeter bigger, you know, and then one three centimeters. And just in a couple weeks, just bring us up to a bigger one because it just looks tiny. Anyways, but so Nyla Rose out there holding up the belt. Um, Sheeta, of course, being the number one contender. Makes sense. They're building. Moving on. Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega versus Santana and Ortiz. Um, you know, tag belt, uh, tag match. Uh, one half of the tag champions. Of course, Hangman Page is self-isolating out in the... Um, so we're not going to see him. But Santana and Ortiz take a shot at uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega in this. Um, to try to get revenge for... Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy running down the people last week, I guess, even though Inner Circle stood tall at the end of that. I don't know. It was still, I mean, it started off and uh, Santana and Ortiz seemed to have the upper hand, but then Hardy and Omega were able to get things together and they worked pretty good as a team all in all. So I don't have a complaint there. Um, Sammy Guevara came in, uh, with, with a chair. He's wearing a neck brace to sell his injuries, but he's really not looking very injured. I don't know. Um, and he's bringing a chair as he comes to the ring and he eats a twist of fate. Um, anyways, uh, in the end, Hardy and Omega get the win, pinning or, um, afterwards they're beat down. It's kind of the way it was. Uh, MJF had his, uh, return to the ring versus Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson was, I believe, in one of the matches on Dark, um, local talent. It was designed glorified squash match, um, with JF. This guy got the arm breaker victory and then cut a promo challenging Marco Stunt to next week's show. Um, so, that, I mean, this is MJF playing the heel, not challenging any of the big guys, not challenging, uh, challenging, challenging cool guy. It, you know, it did what it was. Um, as I said, Shug D versus Chris Jericho's up next. Pineapple Pete, Shug D. Um, now, during the course of the night, they did show a couple times that, uh, John Moxley's in the arena because, of course, last week, uh, Brody Lee stole his championship belt. So, um, that plays into later, but I did want to bring it up now because a couple times, and so I did. Um, this match, you know, was actually a pretty decent match. It made Shug D. Pineapple Pete look decent, but still, it was a squash victory. Le Champion. Um, he actually came out, uh, Chris Jericho came out wearing a Pineapple Pete t-shirt, or wife beater sort of thing. Um... And then afterwards, after he hit the uh, Judas effect, he said, now I don't need this anymore. And he tore off the pineapple t-shirt and I'm moving on. He then announced that the inner circle 
uh, is challenging the elite for the first ever stadium stampede match. Um, and he made reference to, you know, uh, if you thought the uh, no holds barred match last week was uh, was crazy, the street fight last week, uh, wait till you see it in a stadium that seats 80,000. So the only thing I can, can imagine is it's going to be actually out in the stadium, um, which, you know, makes sense. Uh, Con family own it. Might as well. Uh, Vanguard One appeared, uh, hovered down. He uh, had the shirt that he stole Matt, uh, from Le Champion not too long ago, uh, who they took it back and they challenged them, and Vanguard One accepted. And then Vanguard One got absolutely demolished by a baseball bat. They just beat tar out of it. Uh, destroyed that, that drone now. I don't know how much drones like that cost. That could be a really cheap one. Um, I know they can get really expensive. Uh, so if it wasn't a relatively expensive and kudos to Matt Hardy for willing to take one because there's no fixing what they did to that. Um, in the end, uh, Matt Hardy comes out to try to save Vanguard one, but he's too late. Vanguard's been destroyed. Um, and so they kind of leave uh, Inner Circle leaves and Matt Hardy's in the ring cradling broken bits of Vanguard. Great little bit of, of stuff, of course, announcing the match for next. It'll be interesting how crazy that match gets. Um, it is against the Elite, they say, which implies that they're at least planning on uh, Matt and Nick uh, coming back as well as um, Hangman Page because they said it was like six on six, including Vanguard one. Uh, but with Vanguard one gone, they don't need to use their their secret weapon, the bat. And they had a name for the bat. I can't. Anyways, but uh, so five on five, I think is when it would be the five member circle um, plus five members. I'm assuming Matt Hardy, one of them. So who? Yeah, the four elite and and Matt Hardy guess. I don't know. Here's hope. And then moving on, we have uh, Brody Lee versus Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And I always get frustrated when they refer to him as the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Because that was actually a character, and um, he is not representing that character. So I don't know. But anyway, um, bald Freddie Mer hairless Freddie Mer I don't know. Uh, this match, you know, they they made it go back and forth. It, you know, has has some storyline behind it, of course, because there's a lot of time they people speculated that Christopher Daniels assaulted one, and uh, he was at the end. Um, but so there, there's that kind of go. There were a lot of... Like those, um, you attempt to hit a move and it's reversed, but then that reversed into something else kind of chains. Um, like there's one point, uh, Brody Lee tried to suplex, not suplex, like back body drop Christopher Daniels, but he landed sort of on his feet and then he was able to hit the ring and, and do the best result ever back on, you know, back and, um, you know, it was a good back and forth match. It helped show off how agile because... He's a big man, but he doesn't wrestle like a big man entirely. Um, and he was never really allowed to. You know, in WWE, they basically said, you're a big guy. Be a big guy. Lumber around. Carry a big mallet and talking weird riddle. Uh, in the end, of course, uh, Christopher Daniels had the rest of SCU out ringside. Uh, Kazarian Scorpio size Sky stopped an attempt by the Dark Order 10, Preston Vance, getting involved. Um... And while the ref was distracted by that, uh, uh, Christopher Daniels just leveled uh, Brody Lee with a chair shot and tried to hit the Koji clutch to win uh, and and failed. And then Brody Lee, kicked, uh, you know, sits up after that like nothing's happened. Um, so I don't know if they're 
if they're doing an Undertaker like supernatural twist to his gimmick yet or not. I don't know. But in the end, um, Brody Lee was able to hit the uh, lariat that, um, and oh, yeah, uh, uh, Brody Lee kicked out of the Angels, which used to be Christopher Daniels' unbeatable finisher. Um, but anyway, Brody Lee got the win, uh, stood tall in the ring, surrounded by the minions. Uh, one of them brought out the AEW championship which uh, he made sure to go to the ring announcer, uh, Dasha Gonzalez, and say, you have to announce me as true AEW heavyweight champion. Champion, um, And then while they're standing in that, uh, John Moxley shows up and uh, kind of goes in and there's a face-off and uh, Dark War boogie out of there and hightail it. And John Moxley, oh, you're going to pay for it with it. When the dust settles, Mr. Lee, you may find your... Um, you know, a good little little match there. Um, I mean, the match itself was fun. The after effects of the match, trying to set up more double or nothing. Um, you know, I, I always have digged the stolen champion gimmick. Um, Impact Wrestling is being kind of a moose having the TNA heavyweight belt and claiming to be the real champion. Um, it can always be a fun gimmick, so I don't have a problem with that. I kind of worry that they did it like this was the episode episode that had him steal it at so that the next week could be the one show where John Mosley's angry and then uh, double or nothing. But maybe they've got a big plan for next week. Who knows? All in all, it was actually a very good week for AEW. They put on a, a ton of matches. And yes, I know Dark was technical last week, but it aired this week canonically. It happened. Um, and so I think... I think I'm going to give this an 8.5, eight and a half citations out of 10 for AEW. Uh, a ton of fun things that happened. Um, you know, they, they were able to showcase the women multiple times, uh, you know, twice on Dark and then the Fatal 4-Way on this uh, Dynamite were fun. Even though it was a lot of the same wrestlers, I get it. They're kind of like what wrestlers right now because of... Uh, coronavirus has limited what who all can travel and all that stuff. But but from the people that they were able to get in, uh, it was good. It had a better atmosphere than any of the WWE shows have had. Uh, and part of it is because they have the wrestlers in the crowd booing and cheering and everything. They even had Sean Spears. Uh, they showed him at one point. He had a couple uh, sections of two by four. Uh, said make noise and claim them together to the crowd um so it just feels more exciting and and lifelike i get it you know there's only so much basic arena it's hard to get that excitement you don't have that crowd to, but man if wwe do similar their shit but yeah 8.5 citations out of 10 for aew great week tons of fun uh even though this is typically kind of the dead week in build up to a paper first couple weeks announcing all the exciting stuff then you've got uh a dead week this one was still a fun show it still set up some 8.5 citations out of 10 great week for aew don't forget to like share and subscribe while you are sharing this make sure to hashtag raw and order wbu tag your favorite wrestler get entered to win those shirts uh i can say what do you gotta lose it takes no time out of yours takes no money and you potentially win. I mean, it's like if you if you win the shirt, that's sixty dollars. Uh, you don't have to pay, for, and that's helping out a wrestler. So um, do that. 
like it share it subscribe to it make sure you're subscribed so you get notified every time we post new episodes which is very often and uh come back for our nxt review which will be coming up our visit from the fbi and our smackdown review um but share them all enter to win a bunch of shirts and we you soon thank you all for listening Thank mm-hmm. you.